Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Tonight, guys, tonight was rock bottom for the Hawks. Getting whooped by the Washington Wizards tonight in the Wizards' largest margin of victory for their season so far, one of the top three worst teams in the league. Hawks gave him their largest margin of victory tonight in an effortless, pathetic display on the court in State Farm Arena in front of the home fans. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Bryce Lewis. Back with another Believe in Hawks episode. So, you know... I usually like to wait till after back-to-backs to do a show um, unless I know I can't do it the next day. Um, so Hawks are actually coming off two pretty bad performances. It's the Pacers on Friday and then today against the Wizards. And so today's episode's not going to be about – it's not going to be about statistics, things like that. We are just going to talk about – how bad things are, why they are so bad, and, and, and talk about some of the things that people have mentioned that need to change, things that could be going on within the team. You know, it feels like this. If you think about this honestly, guys, three out of the last four years, we have came into seasons. In, in the first half of the season, the Hawks have hit their 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 bottoms of the season in the first half. The Easter Conference Finals year when Lloyd Pierce was fired. The Nate McMillan when he got fired last year. And now, same thing here, right before the trade deadline. This is even earlier than the first two. Team has hit rock bottom. You know, it's tough. It's tough being a fan. I know... For all my Hawks fans out there, it's tough because you expect it more from this team, you know. And so I can't, I can't remember. I think, I think it was the Hawks writer Kevin. He made this point tonight. He said in twenty twenty three, Hawks were playing very competitive basketball. They tried in every game. You could see the effort. You could see them fighting in every game. And, and 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 you could see it through the effort. They maybe weren't able to get stops. And sometimes they would have bad nights. But you could always see the effort. And that's why games were always competitive. That's why even if the Hawks were down, they would be able to cut the lead back and they just kept fighting through the game. Now, especially these last two games and last week against the Pacers, the Hawks have gotten blown out. You had a good win against Oklahoma City. You had a good win against Philadelphia. Right? But outside of that, three out of the last five, you've gotten blown out. You've gotten beat down. You have literally gave us lifeless efforts. Lack of defense, lack of the personnel sucks, scheme sucks, effort sucks, trade rumors are going rampant, everything is heating up, all these distractions around the team, people 
blaming the wrestlers, bringing the Landry and Kyle, blaming the players, blaming Trey, blaming DeJounte, you know, b- 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 blaming Quinn. You know, everybody has their has their litter of who needs to be blamed for why the team is where they are right now. Ultimately, it's a combination of everything. Yes, ownership has always been confusing if Nick Wrestler is involved in decision-making. Don't know why. I know he's just son owner, but you can't allow him to be involved in those decisions. Personally, I, I, I feel like unless you are an owner who truly has a strong basketball background, you probably should not be involved in day-to-day decision-making a lot of the time. There's a reason why you hire a staff to build a team and to figure out what to do with this team. The only thing you need to be there for is if they maybe want to make a certain move with maybe a certain star and you want to go through the owner first and say, we're doing this. Do we have your blessing? Outside of that, you should not be involved in those operations. You can express your expectations. You can express what you want. You can express that you have that you want to win, that you expect to be in the finals, whatever. But you should not be involved in direct decisions with personnel if he is and his sons. For Kyle and Landry, this 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 offseason was a mistake because you traded John Collins, but you never actually wanted to replace him with anyone. Yes, Jalen Johnson was able to step up and become the starting four, and he has been great for the Hawks. Everybody knows Jalen Johnson is the running for most improved player of the year. He has been a revelation for this team, right? But you still have to have someone who can fill in in the rotation on the back end if that's where your replacement friend is going to be that can be effective. And what you replaced him with was Garrison and Wesley Matthews. I mean, because we really don't have a backup four. Realistically, we don't have a backup four on this team. I understand wanting to, I guess, save money in your regard. Whatever. If that's what you wanted to do, if you really wanted this to be a salary dump, but you 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 traded John. Yes, Jalen stepped up, but if Jalen gets hurt, then who do you have after that? You didn't necessarily think about the extra step. You didn't completely round out this team. I've discussed roster construction has been an issue on this team for the last two seasons. Roster construction has been a big issue. You did that. And then as an entire front office ownership as a whole, you brought in Quinn Snyder. Everybody's crapping on Quinn. Quinn, Quinn sucks. Quinn don't have these guys prepared. Quinn this, Quinn that. This is what I got to say. This is how I'm going to defend Quinn. What this regime tried to do is they tried to say, instead of let's get the players you need to run this offense effectively, what if we just allow you to bring your system in and make the players fit? what you want to do. And there's a reason why a lot of times that doesn't work in professional sports. You see it in the NFL, you see it in the NBA, you see it in a lot of places. You can't just say, hey, this is the new system, you'll be better, and then think that you're going to work. Guys like Capella stand out like a sore thumb in this in this entire scheme in, 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 that they're running. Because this scheme involved the center to be more active, especially on the offensive end, and Capella's just not an offensive center. He is generally just a put-back and dunk guy and rebounder, and that's it. In this offense, he's having to make a lot more decisions, a lot more plays, and the Hawks have been hurt on multiple possessions because of it. 
people talk about the Jante trade, right? Talk about, let's talk about the Jante trade. Offensively, you got your second score. Well, that was one of the main things also that people were talking about when we traded for Dejounte was that realistically with Trey, who was going to be going with Trey? If Trey had thirty, he's going to get twenty. Who going to get twenty five with him? It was supposed to be Dejounte. Dejounte technically has done that technically. Now he didn't have a great game tonight, but he's technically done that. The issue was is that people were expecting him to have more impact defensively on this team, and he hasn't. Now he's done some good things, but. I've, I have constantly on this pod said that I feel like DeJounte Murray is playing out of position. He's a guy, yes, if you want to run some combo stuff here and there, that's fine. But you're having him guard twos, and I still remember the vivid image of the L.A. Laker game from last year under Nate McMillan, where that man was guarding LeBron in the fourth quarter because DeAndre Hunter was out because they didn't have another wing on the roster. And Nate McMillan was not playing Jalen Johnson. If he's playing those guys, yes, DeJounte's going to look like absolute garbage on defense. And yes, we may have expected more from him defensively, but he probably rather would guard, rather guard point guards and be able to play his natural position and then be able to sh- kind of show us more of the DeJounte we saw in San Antonio. Right? You know, th- th- those, are, those are main pieces of why people think this team's small. Trey Young has been up and down. Started the season struggling with his shot, but made a lot of efforts play. Trey Young, it's crazy to say this because people were crapping on Trey last night. And I, and I said Trey did not look right last night against the Pacers. He he did not look like he was healthy. It just you could tell by the way he was playing. It just was not there for him. But overall, Trey Young has had a good season. We have recognized he has played some of the best defense he's ever played this season. He is still leading the league, or I don't know if he's leading the league, but I know he's top three in assists. I know that he has put more effort and made key plays in key situations in the fourth quarter. That's what you want from your guy. That's what you want from your star. That is what you want from him. The issue is, is that he still sometimes has those games where he doesn't play well or he's, he's reckless or careless of the ball, and that's what frustrates fans, you know. And, and it was, yes, that can be frustrating, but, you know, every star player, I feel like, has things that they do that you don't really particularly care for. Sometimes, like think about it. Biggest issue some people, a lot of people had with LeBron, especially for a couple of years ago, was defense. This man was so lackadaisical defensively; did not play a lick of defense until he wanted to, just because he was getting over older and he's trying to conserve his body. So you know you could go at LeBron because he ain't gonna stop you. So yes, even though LeBron's one of the best players in the game, he'll get you ten assists and twenty five points. You know he's gonna also let up buckets too because he's not depending on the fourth quarter. He'll step it up. First quarter, eh. Trey give you effort all the way through. So, Glenn Willis, he's actually going to come on my Martha Luther Day episode Monday, so y'all see that Monday. He mentioned tonight that the team is playing like they are waiting for something to happen. And he's completely right. This team is playing like they know. The agents have told whoever is getting traded, you're going to be traded within the next week or two. You're going to be traded soon. And you know what? what imagine, let me ask y'all this. Imagine if you were working a job and your boss said, hey, in two weeks we're going to fire you. 
when you come into work after that, are you going to give 110%? Be honest. Probably not. I feel like that's what's happening right now. Is that the team, there are, especially guys like DeJounte. Because DeJounte was smiling when they were getting blown out. Hey, I forgot what his name was. He said they were swagging, swagging surfing down 28 tonight. Unserious vibes. But a lot of Hawks fans are outraged by what they saw today. And this team, you can just tell. It just feels like they're waiting for trades. They're waiting to just go ahead and go make the trade. Because some players have talked about the trade process. you got to move. If you have a family, you got to move your family. Like, you know, like, imagine telling your family, I'm I'm apparently supposed to be getting moved. And that we, we have to be ready to pack up and go. That's your family. You think that's easy to play through on the court? Not knowing, is this my last game with this team? Now, apparently, more players are now eligible to be traded coming this Monday on Martin Luther King Day. And so people are thinking that's when more trades will start to happen. And, and uh, I mean, at this point, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that it needs to happen. There is no other debating, you know, there is no other debating that this team needs to stick. It, it is clear this team does not work. And it's, and it's clear this team's ready to, 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 to move on. It's clear that guys are ready to, to go to their new destinations. It's clear that guys are ready to start anew and create a new foundation somewhere else on another team. We have heard DeJounte has Miami interested, the Lakers interested, the Knicks interested. You know, that's just three of the teams. I think it was like five or six teams that are interested in DeJounte. Spurs are another team that's been mentioned. There was a report today that said the Hawks uh, apparently wanted a first-round pick in Emmanuel quickly from the Knicks before he got traded to the Raptors. So now people are saying, ooh, we might not get that much back for DeJounte now. If we're only going to get a player and a pick. I've always said, if you're the Hawks, you have multiple teams that want Deontay White. Right? Use it to your advantage. Try to make it a bidding war to get more out of a team, and then you'll get a better deal. Right? Clint Capella. I'd be listening. Appreciate your service, Clint Capella, but it's time. It's time to let a Yeka Kongwu Start and show me and show us, the Hawks fans, that he is deserving of that contract and that he was not a waste of a pick at number six. He has not been given the opportunity to truly do that yet because he has not been a starter. He needs the opportunity. Get Capella off this team, and let me see what this, if, if they don't if they don't get another center back. I am completely fine running it with Bruno and and Yeka Kongu as my two centers. We're already an undersized team anyway, so it really won't matter that we're losing more size than Capella. We're definitely more athletic then, though, and I won't have to look at Capella missing bunnies every day. The Hawks tonight and just the last two nights is just, it's just been ugly, man. Like, I, I, it's funny. I checked the Bali Sports Twitter page, right? 
them boys they ain't post post conference from last night. I said, dang, <laughs> they, they ain't want to post a press conference after that ugly win. Like, I I, I just, uh, it's, it's not good. It's not good right now. It's not good at all. This this Hawks team is broken. The and, and the th- and the thing about it is, I, I just think it's just the fact that they know things are coming and they just want. It's like you. It's like when you know things are coming, you just want it to happen. So then you know what your future is, and then you can do it. And then the guys who stay know, okay, I'm I'm safe for the rest of the year. Let's see what happens, right? Bogies and trade talks. Clint, DeAndre Hunter, Jante, probably the main four, right? Maybe AJ Griffin because he's not playing. Even with all the injuries we had against the Philly game, he didn't even see playing time. Assuming he's in trade talks, if this is how Quinn feels about him. I mean, shoot. I mean, we ain't talking about him because I mean, shoot, they might even trade Trent Forrest. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you never know. They might have to pack pick another extra player on one of these trades, and that could be Trent Forrest. I hope the guy to get rid of Wesley and Garrett. Okay, Wesley needs to. One thing about Garrison is, even though he don't really do a lot, he he's giving you about one or two threes a night. Wesley can't even do that, <laughs> so he 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 can go. That man is washed, cooked, cooked. He, listen, he, he's a great 15th man. The problem is he's not a 15th man on this team, and that's why he needs to go. If, if you were telling me this man was not going to be playing any ball for us, like he's he's basically uh, Udonis Haslam, oh, yeah, sure. What's, what's better than you? Yeah, fine. That's great. Better leadership. That man actually going to be playing real minutes? Get him out of here. And he hasn't played in a minute, but still, don't know whatever rotation Quinn's going to come out with on a nightly basis when you get past the first six, seven guys. So, again, pathetic performance against the Washington Wizards, a team. That through all the struggles this year, you went three and zero. You've played really well offensively, and you've beaten these guys three times. Now, on two of these games, your fourth quarters have been bad against this team, and that's something that's been an issue. Because one of the biggest issues with this Hawks team is they have just struggled tremendously in late game situations. They have not been a good finishing team, and that's why they have the record they have now, which are now eight games under five hundred. Now you're not even having a chance of getting blown out. So. Now that's not even a question because you're getting blown out of the building every night now outside of the Philly game in Oklahoma City. And and to me, that's also been one of the biggest issues is is why is it so difficult for the team, once they have a good, solid team performance, to maintain that type of play? That also has been a – just a – blaring concern is that they'll have a very spirited performance like they had against Philly and then come out lifeless. Like, how does coming off a win at home like that make you lifeless? You got two days rest. You didn't even have to go back to back. 
least tonight you could say we had to do a back-to-back, but I can't use that as an excuse because you've gotten blown out. You shouldn't be tired. Now, yes, do I think Quinn should get guys out of the game sooner than he does? Most definitely. I don't know if that's him punishing them. I don't know what that is. But it's it's just not good right now. It's not good right now. It's not good at all. Just changes need to be made, man. The front office, man, under a lot of pressure right now because the, the trades that they make will tell us what is happening with this franchise. I posted a question on my Twitter, Bryce underscore 2K, if you want to follow me. I posted a question on there and I asked, I said, three options for the Hawks. Do you want them to tank? Acquire a star player or do a soft reset. For for my people who maybe not understand completely what I mean by a soft reset is that you trade guys like DeJounte, DeAndre, Clint, guys like that. You accumulate some picks, but you do get some players that you like from whatever teams you get them from that can play a little bit. Like they're not probably going to be, you would assume not, like you're probably not going to get a player better than DeJounte in a trade. So you're you're getting a a decent player, but not better than sometimes than what you're giving away, right? So you still have players who can help you win and stay competitive, but you're not definitely expecting to do anything this year. But you do have more ammunition now. So especially when you go into the offseason, you can make moves, maybe free up some you free some cap up, maybe, and you can make a trade and then you compete next year. Let me check that. Let me check what the word is right now. It's a 24-hour poll, so you have plenty of time to get to vote on this poll. But let me see where we are right now on the poll and, and just see where this team stands in people's eyes. It has 217 votes right now, right? It's like 19 hours left. Right now, number one at 52% is the soft reset of the roster, which I think is where a lot of people feel like right now. Second is acquire a star, and third is tank and start over. Tanking a start over probably is like trading Trey as well. So it makes sense, I guess, to not go with that option off the bat. But that's where we are right now. Over 50% say soft reset of the roster. And I agree. I think we should do a soft reset of this roster. I just think you've got to get guys in there who, who, who fit what Quinn wants to do. And then Quinn needs to then understand his personnel and say, okay, this is my new personnel. What are the goals? What do we want to do? And and can we do it? I've said this. I said, I would rather the Hawks trade for defensive-minded players with offensive potential because Quinn Snyder has shown from the minute he got here, this team can be really good offensively. It's just defensively has always been their biggest issue. And so if you need a certain type of player or group to be able to do it effectively, then you need to go get those players to go do it. People talk about, oh, we should have hired Ime Udoka. Houston got players that Ime wanted. You cannot say this front office did that for Quinn. You cannot say that. That's the reason why I give Quinn a pass. Because it's not like we shifted this roster and this is the product. Then you could look at Quinn. They didn't shift this roster. They just traded a guy away added weak depth to the roster. You lost depth and you added weak players to the back end. You're be- and, and, and everybody's clamoring for the young players to play, but they're not playing. 
which you can put that on Quinn if you want. That's completely fine. But listen, like it, it, like I said, guys like Capella stick out like a sore thumb in this offense and this, this entire scheme. And I think they need to make changes. I think they need to make adjustments, and I think they need to change things up. That's just as simple as it gets. There's no if ands, buts about it. Everybody on Twitter today, after the game, pathetic performance, bad performance, garbage performance. What is this? Sell the team. Why am I paying tickets? Because because the, the thing is, I said this. One of the biggest things with the Hawks is that they've been so bad at home. They are six and eleven out. Traditionally, the Hawks, when they pick competitive, have always been a really good home team. And here's one thing I know about a fan. If I know that my team's a good home team, and I know that means any team that comes in here, we're going to get we're, most of the time, 98% of the time, we're going to get a really good game that more than 50% of the time will lead for us winning, getting wins. Yeah, I'll come to games. Home attendance for the Hawks has gone up because of that. But the problem is you're 6-11 at home. You have ugly defeats. You're having your worst losses of like y'all do realize some of the worst losses of the season have came at home. Some of their worst performances, the Kings comeback, this game, the Pacer game from last night, the Knicks game early in the season. A lot of their worst losses have came at home. If I am a fan buying a ticket and I'm going to this game and I see that. Why am I going to be convinced to want to go back to another Hawks game if I know we could get another ugly performance tonight? What type of sense does that make for me to go pay my hard-earned money that I work and break my back for to watch a team be butt at home? If you were good at home, at least I know I can go to a home game and it's going to be entertaining. And I can, I'm can i enjoying my experience there. And there's a more than a 50% chance that you'll win the game. Right now, you're going to Hawks games, is a below 50% chance we're going to win the game. <laughs> Clearly, it doesn't matter who we play. Pacers, they're a good team. Okay, you got blown out by a good team. Wizards, third worst team in the league. Well, you get blown out by them too. Well, dang. Can't go to any game. No game is safe, huh? It's just not good, man. These players are waiting for a trade. They're waiting for, for stuff to shift, change, adjust, something. They, they are wanting something to happen so bad. And you could just see it in their play. You could see when a player, when, you're, when, you're, when your team is going through a bad stretch, two back-to-back terrible performances, and they're not, you know, you, you, know, you, know, you, you watch NBA games, and you sometimes see that certain teams, they'll have cameras on the sideline of just how just depressed the team looks. And I feel like the Hawks, they just seem like they're just kind of like, oh, all right, well, time for the next game, I guess. That, to me, tells me that a lot of those guys have checked out. They're not invested, and they're not mentally there. They're just playing basketball. It literally is just them playing. doing. Literally, this is the definition of this is just my job. I'm just doing my job. And, and, you, and we got to get better. We got to get better than that. Because this is unacce- completely unacceptable, this performance tonight. This performance gets the Pacers. This performance last week gets the Pacers. Unacceptable. Just terrible, terrible defense. Terrible communication. Just, just, just Bays regressed. Like, just literally. It feels like 
can't guard the point of attack. Just just everything has just has just gone to crap right now for this team. And it's tough to watch, but you know, that's why I'm here. I'll watch it for you guys. You guys can just come to me and I'll tell you what's going on. We'll just do that. Have a great time. Because I understand it's it's making people check out of the season completely. You you just want to see what moves the Hawks make. Monday apparently is supposed to be a big day, so maybe the Hawks will hit the ground running. I've said this: the Hawks do not need to wait till the last week of the trade deadline to make a move. They need to make a trade now, ASAP. Finito. Like, there's no reason to wait. Like. DeJounte is the only trade offer that I'm willing to let them wait on just to make sure they get the best deal. Clint Capella, listen, just get what you can for him and get him out of here. If you really want to move off DeAndre Hunter, do what you got to do. You can package him with some other players. Get Garrison Matthews, Wesley Matthews, Trent, you know, move them. Get me some young players back that we can look forward to. Get some picks back, and we'll reevaluate the entire thing. So. Yeah, that's that's the show, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking with me through that rant. I guess you could say. Let me let me get y'all comments down below in the comments. What y'all think about this team? What's going on with this team? What is wrong with this team? What do you think is the cause of the roots of the problems of this team? And and, and just and just you know we, we'll have a discussion about it, man. Have a discussion about it. So don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Bryce underscore two K, and don't forget to like and subscribe the video as well as the YouTube channel. So definitely appreciate you guys for tuning into a Believe in Hawks podcast. It's your boy Bryce Lewis. See you next time.